Morning, morning, morning. I must tell you, there is a buzz in this room. This is fantastic. <laughs> this is awesome. The chorus is here. And welcome everybody who's signing in on Zoom. Please, please come on in. It's fantastic to be all together. So welcome, welcome, welcome to the Washington Ethical Society. I'm Rajesh Vidyasagar, my pronouns are he, him, and I am the officiant today. Welcome to everyone on this morning for the opening platform. This is the beginning of our program season, so it's wonderful to be all together. You're welcome whether you're in the hall, slightly less welcome if you're watching on Zoom still. <laughs> or you're catching up on the recording later. <laughs> Today is a good example of the fact that it's our values and our connections to each other that make us a community, regardless of the methods we use. In-person visitors, please stop by at the welcome table uh, after platform today to speak to a greeter or with our membership coordinator, Maceo Thomas. Online visitors, whether you're watching today or tuning in later, uh, we invite you to send an email to Maceo at maceot, M-A-C-E-O-T, at ethicalsociety.org, or fill out a connection form, which you can find on tiny.cc forward slash Wes Connects. I'll now read a few of the greetings uh, that folks have written in the chat. Folks in the hall should feel free to greet each other. Folks at home can use this time to get a candle to light during our candle lighting ceremony. So guys, chat. So, sorry. So there's a lot of good mornings, Megan, Robin, Trang, uh, and uh, then Trang says, welcome everyone. Then, oh, this is Joe Klein announcing that uh, they are going to be the uh, Zoom chat usher. Uh, also talking about the closed captioning option that's opening. Laura says, good morning. Margaret says, good greetings from Bethany Beach, Delaware. So. Okay, now for the opening words. Today is slightly different. I'm, I've drafted something on my own for the opening words. So, <laughs> grateful for your attention. <laughs> opening words are an invitation to join and explore. As you know, the theme for September is belonging. This month's platforms have focused on the nature of belonging, its importance, and the shape belonging takes in our world today. Belonging is absolutely critical for our survival as human beings and for our well-being. Now, I think that at WES, we understand what this word really means. Ironically, we're here at WES because of our experience of not belonging fully in some of the communities in which we have membership. At some time in our lives, all of us have felt a little bit like outsiders, sometimes within our primary, extended families, or the religious communities to, into which we were born, and sometimes in other community groups. Growing up, I felt torn between my mother's Anglophile family and my father's traditional Indian roots. I felt I didn't fully belong to either of my two sources of heritage. 
As an adolescent, I realized that I was different from other kids and denied my gayness so that I could belong. At college in England and in the US, I was desperate to be included, but encountered being a foreigner of color for the first time in my life. The accustomed sources of affirmation were simply not available. Many of us have similar stories of what brought us to West, and we've all experienced the pain of not belonging. Belonging, that basic human yearning, is also a gift to be sought. I came here to find my community, one in which I was accepted with love for all that I am, all of myself, and the great joy and freedom that that implies. A place to connect deeply with people of similar values and beliefs and commitments to action. Belonging is a two-way street. I've tried to engage and contribute to the community in a couple of ways, and in the process developed a deeper sense of belonging than I have ever experienced in any other community. This platform invites us to be intentional and to reflect on belonging and to think about the kind of community we want to build at West, for ourselves, for our families, and about how we foster a sense of belonging both for ourselves and for other people who join us in this community. It's an opportunity today to take the broader themes being developed in this month's platform and apply them to the lived experience in West. That's the invitation. Our opening song today is Morning Has Come by Jason Shelton.
Welcome once again. Each week we read our statement of purpose as a reminder of our shared values. If you're interested in taking a turn at reading the statement of purpose, you can sign up at tiny.cc forward slash read SOP. I'll be reading our statement of purpose today. The Washington Ethical Society is a humanistic congregation that affirms the worth of every person. We strive through our relationships to elicit the best in the human spirit. With faith in human goodness, we appreciate each person's unique capabilities, capacities, sorry. We joyfully celebrate together and support each other through life. We nurture a sense of reverence and responsibility for each other and the earth. We warmly invite you to join our community of children and adults as we work for a world where love and justice cross all borders. Uh, as uh, Casey lights the candle, I invite everyone to join our candle lighting words. May we kindle within us the warmth of compassion, the light of understanding, and the fire of commitment to build a brighter future for all. Today, I'm gonna to tell you a story about a girl who was searching for a porpoise. Now, as you probably know, a porpoise is a sea mammal in the dolphin family. Porpoises are smaller and shyer than dolphins. They're more difficult to find, but porpoises are very important. Uh, Casey, isn't the story today about finding purpose? Purpose? Pur purpose? Yeah. Not, not porpoises. No. Oops. Do, do you mind if I tell my porpoise story anyway? It's the only story I have ready. Sure, let's give it a try. Okay. So, there once was a girl named Amira, and all she wanted for her birthday was a porpoise of her very own. She wished and hoped and dreamed of a porpoise. She asked her parents and her grandparents. She told all of her friends at school that she was getting a porpoise. But her birthday came and went and she did not get a porpoise. And she wanted answers. So she asked her parents and they said, oh, Amira, we couldn't get you a purpose. That's something you need to seek out for yourself. Amira looked at her parents kind of funny and said, you know I said porpoise, right? Like the sea mammal that is smaller than a dolphin. And her parents looked at each other and said, oops. But you can't have a wild animal for your birthday anyway. So she went to her grandparents, noting the higher court of grandparents. And her grandparents said, oh, Amira, we can't get you a purpose. You'll have to figure out your purpose when you're older. And sometimes even adults don't know their own purpose. At this point, Amira was getting a little annoyed. I said, porpoise, porpoise, the sea mammal, like a small dolphin. 
Her grandparents said, oh, sorry. We misheard you, but we wouldn't have bought you a porpoise anyway. They belong in the wild, dear. Amira was fuming. Why had no one understood her when she said she wanted a porpoise? And now that you thought about it, why were the adults unwilling to give her a purpose either? <laughs> what was a purpose anyway? So Amira set about finding a purpose. Over the next several years, she asked a lot of adults that she knew and trusted. Some of them said, I, I don't know. <laughs> That's a really hard thing to explain. But some of the adults gave her pretty good advice. They said, pay attention to the things that you care about and how you can use those to make a difference in the world. You may not have a clear idea about it yet, and your purpose will certainly change over time. But if you think about the things you value and how you can use those for good, you'll be on the right track. So Amira thought about the things that she valued and cared about. Things like animals and the habitats they live in. She thought about the things she liked to do, like learning new things and teaching those things to younger children. She thought about her heroes, people who were living their lives in ways she wanted to emulate. She thought about what was possible and ways she could change the world when she was older. And eventually, after some time and some work, Amira came up with her purpose. And the funny thing is, Amira's purpose didn't stray too far from porpoises. She decided that her purpose was to be a caring advocate for the earth and to teach others about conservation. And that's just what she did. Thank you. Each week we ring this chime in solidarity with people around the world. Today I'm particularly mindful of the marooned people of Pakistan. A third of the country is underwater with a serious threat of disease and long-term hunger as a result of devastation caused by climate change. My heart also goes out to the migrants who have become human footballs in a national game of cynical politics. As we listen to the chime, let us remember our connection to each other and the world around us. Let us open our hearts to compassion for those who suffer. Let us commit ourselves to the work that calls for our love.
Okay, now is the time for meditation. <clears throat> Do whatever it takes to make yourselves comfortable. For some of us, it means settling into your chair, putting your feet firmly on the floor, straightening your back, resting your arms and closing your eyes, or softening your gaze. Whatever works for you is good. Take several deep breaths in and out, in and out, in and out. Relax your body, focusing on loosening your jaw, relax it, then your shoulders and neck, your arms, relax them your legs, your feet, let the tension go. Breathe in, breathe out. Let your awareness widen like a ripple on the surface of a lake. Breathe in, breathe out. Belonging is a joyous gift that we receive and we give. It's a fundamental human need. When we belong fully, we are affirmed. We see and we are seen. Seen fully. Breathe in. Breathe out. This is the beloved community to which we belong. Let's reflect on the nature of our belonging in West. This place, these people, these relationships, giving and receiving. Let's reflect together in silence. The meditation will be followed by music.
Okay, the reading for today is by Rebecca Torsig, Wild Emancipation for All of Us. When I was small and just learning to do life in my body, I didn't hesitate, didn't hold back, didn't worry how it would look, didn't look for cues or ask for a time, for a line, sorry. My imagination ruled. I was entirely free to be, driven by the innovation my body inspired. This is the wild emancipation I wish for all of us. A world where we're all free to be, to move, to exist in our bodies without shame. A world that isn't interested in making us, making all its humans operate in exactly the same way. A world that instead strives to invite more, include more, imagine more. That world sees the humans existing on the margins and says, you have what we want. What barriers can we remove so, you can, so we can have you around? What do you need? How can we make that happen? At this point, the thing I missed most about Los Angeles is billboards. <laughs> I never imagined that I would miss billboards, but it's not the ever-present, this movie, that movie, for your consideration, billboards that I miss. The billboards I miss are driving through Koreatown and having no idea what that billboard says, but knowledge that the language I'm seeing is Korean. The billboards I miss are the ones where I try to determine if what I'm seeing is Russian or Armenian where I'm trying to determine if this is Mandarin or Cantonese, where I am clear that whatever this is, it was not made for me. I love those reminders of things that were not made for me. Places and communities full of people who are not thinking about me when they build their stuff. As a white American with relative economic privilege at this point in my life. A lot of things are made for me. A lot of things are built to be accessible to me. When we watch television, for example, stories that are deep, complicated stories about people of color often feature a white protagonist as a way in. You can think about Orange is the New Black as a pretty good example of that if you've seen that, but there are other stories too where you start with this like very bland white person and then the story becomes more and more interesting as you get further and further away from the normal protagonist. Now, I'm not a horribly normal person. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> but, I am aware that the world has been set up to be accessible to me in a language I speak, in a language I speak incredibly well. <laughs> oh, 
Okay, I see you, Adam. <laughs> so these billboards in Los Angeles, and Los Angeles is full of them, are these beautiful reminders of community flourishing not made for me. When I was in seminary, I took a course on world religions that I felt was a little redundant as I have an undergraduate degree in religious studies. Anyway, <laughs> I took a course in world religions and one of the things we were supposed to do is go to a type of worship service that we had never been to. Now, I am an explorer. I spent time as an early 20-something, regularly praying in a Hindu temple. I have been to mosques and synagogues and all kinds of places. But I hadn't yet been to a Sikh Gurdwara, and I really wanted to go to Gurdwara. If you don't know much about the Sikh faith, you'd find that they are kindred spirits people very concerned about care for the world around us, about care for the earth and its creatures. They have a practice of serving a community meal every time they have a service, and most Gurdwaras have service every day. So I tried to look up the Gurdwara and found that I could read nothing on their website. Okay, I thought. I did some more research. What are the expectations for a person? I bought a scarf, I wrapped it around my head, and I went. I followed everybody else's movements, taking off my shoes in a small room and walking into the space, moving to where the other people who looked like women were sitting not worrying about my own experience of gender, being content to be somewhere that wasn't made for me. I understood nothing that happened in the course of that service, and I loved every minute of it. There was chanting and incense and a real sense that there was community there. Children ran around between their parents and their family friends. People came and went as they had time, and often, when people left, they left through the kitchen, grabbing a little bit to eat on the way out. I stopped by the kitchen as I went to leave and had the briefest of conversations with someone serving a long line of people. We didn't expect you. We're glad that you were here. I've been fascinated my whole life with how different people manage to be from one another, even when you would think that they are the same. As you probably know by now, I grew up in a pretty big family. My mom is one of eight children. I have 30 plus first cousins. And I remember time after time in the car with my mother saying, why aren't your siblings like you? Why, how are they all so different? How is it that 
Aunt Roseanne is a fundamentalist Christian and Uncle Frank is in jail. How is it that we live in a relatively large house and our relatives live in the trailer park? You grew up together. You grew up in the same, you raised each other. How did you wind up so different? And then, how are my cousins all so different from each other too? And not necessarily like their parents. And my mom would say, everybody has different experiences, even just here. You meet different people, resonate with a different teacher, you become different. But we all belong together anyway. We are the same family anyway, even and maybe especially when you don't think the people around you are making very good choices. I was maybe a kind of judgmental child. We grow. It is important that everybody gets the chance to grow and blossom into their own best or favorite self. Some of what I saw looking around as a child and as I grew was the ways in which my relatives and my cousins were cut off. Where if I wanted to play an instrument, there was probably an instrument that could be borrowed. And I got encouraged and my parents showed up at my performances. But I have cousins whose parents made fun of them when they wanted to learn an instrument. Because in their world, that wasn't a possibility. I have cousins who, when they dreamed about going to Europe, set out a quarter jar on the counter and we almost got them there. But there wasn't enough for everybody to have what some of us had. And I was mad about how poorly distributed it was. Everybody deserves the resources to explore the things that they need. And everybody also has a responsibility to be a little uncomfortable when somebody else has a need that they do not have. We're not all comfortable with masks or hybrid services or just about anything, actually. We're all different. We like different stuff. We feel comfortable in different contexts, but there are people who need to be able to be home. There are people who need to be able to feel safe. And their level of safe is higher than ours, right? I have friends in the Pacific Northwest who will only hang out outside, will require you to do a PCR test in their yard with a special machine that they bought. Do I think it's kind of a lot? Yes. Did I do it anyway? Yes. Because sometimes what you do to be together is get uncomfortable. Sometimes what you do to be together is realize that Sometimes a choice wasn't made for you. Sometimes that billboard is in a language you don't speak because you do not need that thing. 
I have little need for a Korean-speaking lawyer. So the Korean-speaking lawyer probably shouldn't make his signs in English. People are so different, but it's the differences that make creativity and beauty most possible. You're going to hear me say that over and over and over and over and over and over. Get used to it. People and communities are not unlike coral reefs, right? All of these weird, different creatures. Okay, the communities I like to be in. Weird, different creatures who come together in this space and are bursts of color and symbiotic relationships and antagonistic relationships, and we're all still a reef anyway. And we need each of those pieces for all of it to work, right? When you start missing any given creature in the reef, things start to get funny. We'll go away from reefs into the woods. When there are too many deer, and the deer's natural predators have been forced off the land, well, your garden's in a lot of trouble. And so is the natural plant life in the forest, and so are a lot of the other little creatures that needed that plant life. I learned something really interesting about coral reefs recently, though. We've learned that when reefs are dying, we can help them come back by setting up a speaker nearby that plays the sounds of a healthy reef. The sounds of a healthy reef are a lot of uh, shrimp claws snapping. It's a sound that's actually just like popping, crackling, sort of like um, ocean Rice Krispies. <laughs> if we play the sounds of a healthy reef, the reef gets healthier. Now, how? So fish are not that smart. Fish say, oh, it sounds like a healthy reef, I'll go there, and then they go there, and then they're there. And then being there changes the balance back towards health. The fish eat some algae, some algae that competes with corals. The fish do what fish do after they eat algae. <laughs> And that brings nutrients back to the soil around the reef. We found that reefs that are dying become really homogenous. They're all the same. It is one type of coral and one type of fish, and they're not really interacting. But when we play the sounds of a healthy reef, more fish come. Greater diversity lives in the reef, and they can even come back to life. So I want you to keep thinking about reefs and weird ocean creatures. And I'm going to invite you to join me in a little art project. Now, for our friends at home, 
If you have a piece of paper and a pen, that's cool. If you've got colorful markers, that's cool. Whatever you've got, take a moment to grab it. If you're here, we've got a pile of paper and markers to my left and to my right in an orderly and considerate fashion. <laughs> Come on up and get them. You need one piece of paper and at most two markers. You can have one or two pens, just don't have more than two, because then we won't have enough. And while you're waiting and getting settled, I want you to think about weird sea creatures can get. Yeah. Strange. We got a lot of strange stuff living in the ocean. Do you know that we've explored more of the space nearby than we have of the ocean on our own planet? It's because it's terrifying down there and we don't belong there. And as you're thinking about weird fish and fish associates, it can be a fish associate. I want you to think about yourself in the coral reef of Wes. You might be a coral, lots of different kinds of coral. Some of them are fans, some of them look like a brain. Some of them are just little polyps and anemones. You might be a fish living among the anemones, raising your children in the safety provided by others. You might be an eel protecting the outskirts of the reef, a jellyfish floating by. You might be a shark circling above. Please tell me if you're a shark. I need to know. That's a community concern. <laughs> Let yourself imagine a fish or a coral. It doesn't have to be real that is you. I'm asking you to draw yourself as part of the West Coral Reef. You are free to be as way out there, draw something you've never seen or heard of, or to draw something you know. I've had a little longer to think about this than all of you have, so I'm gonna continue talking so I'm not cheating by drawing before anybody else gets a chance to think. It's okay if your drawings are bad. My drawing will not be good. 
I am good at a lot of things. Drawing, not really one of them. And yet here we are. So we're all gonna take, mm, let's say about five minutes to think about the West Coral Reef and where we are in it. I'll check back in with you in five minutes. Folks online, you're fish too. You are also coral. You belong here. can take a couple more minutes, but if you're done, maybe have a chat with someone near you about what you drew and why. If you're at home, maybe there's somebody else in your house you can talk to, and I encourage you to share during uh, Zoom coffee hour.
I hate to interrupt what sound like a bunch of really good conversations, but I encourage you to come back to those when we are having our Seek kickoff picnic after platform is over. Hello, welcome back. So I want to share with you what I drew. And I'm going to encourage you to share with each other more as the day continues. But I'm going to show you what I did. Here's me. I am a jellyfish with a boombox. <laughs> My boombox is playing the sounds of a healthy coral reef. And I'm dancing. I got a little weird soup of hair, even as a jellyfish. And I'm saying, you are good. You are good. I might be a jellyfish. I might be a weird blob of human doing strange stuff. But I know that you are good. Do you do me a favor and look at someone near you and tell them that they are good? You are good if you are a coral or a fish. A coral, a coral. You are good if you are seaweed, if you are an eel. You are good if you are a shark. You are good and you belong here. It's not always gonna be easy or comfortable we are not always going to do things that you like. The boombox will not always play music that is your favorite. It won't always play music that's my favorite either. Because that's how you do the playlist when you're all together. Right? You are good and you belong here. You are good and you can be better. We are good. We belong together. We belong together so that things can be more beautiful, more good, and more alive in this, our little reef. Thanks so much, Casey. That was wonderful. We'll shortly have our community sharing time when you can write into the chat or speak into the microphone about what resonated with you in this platform. But first, let's enjoy the musical response. We Are One by Brian Tate.
I'd forgotten what magic the chorus brings to the platform. Thank you so much. This is the time when we add our own voices to the morning, sharing our reflections on the platform and what resonates in our own lives. For our online participants, I invite you to share in the Zoom chat or in the comments if you're watching the recording later. I'll start with the Zoom comments and then we'll accept some comments from the floor, from the in-person attendees here, and then return to our Zoom participants at the end. Karen Storm says, yay, chorus, one of my favorites. Cynthia says, excellent platform. And Casey was talking about cousins. I was reminded of my dear cousin, who's a few, few years older than I, and who I just adored and looked up to growing up. Now she is a supporter of Trump and DeSantis. And I expressed to her that I just don't understand how she could support white supremacists when our family are Holocaust survivors. And some did not survive. She has spoken to me since. Mike Moran says, I drew a fish cleaning up his home anemone while waiting for his ladyfish to come home from reef building. Okay. <laughs> That's wonderful. Uh, Mark says, thanks, Casey, for a platform with so much food for thought. I will look at the fish tanks at home differently now. <laughs> and the tech team wants you to know, woohoo, in the hall, plus online, 81 in attendance today, not including tech. Wonderful. Some people here in the house wanting to make comments. Over to Trang first. Hi, I'm Trang Duong, she, her. And uh, I just want to thank Casey for a very wonderful platform. I really appreciated um, the idea of a coral reef and just how interconnected we are as a community here at WES. Um, and I really appreciate, you know, that our porpoise or purpose is really, <laughs> and a part of my purpose is to be here at WES. So I want to share that today is my birthday. I'm turning, I'm turning 29 again. But I also want to share that, you know, I, I just thought, what, what did I want to do my birthday? And I thought, I want to be here at WES with you all. Um, is one way to celebrate my birthday. I have other ways that include food, but also just, you know, just really encourage folks. I mean, there's a lot of people here today, but there's room for more. Please come in person. There's so much uh, wonderfulness about being together um, as much as we can be, right? So uh thanks for um thanks for a wonderful platform casey uh jeff here um so many things to think about casey and you spoke about billboards and i had a similar experience in my life um decades ago when i was 21 i uh, participated in a government seminar six weeks in the USSR. And, um, you know, about after two days of being behind the Iron Curtain, something was nagging at me and I couldn't just put my finger on it. It's not the language, it's not the political system, it's 
There's no advertising. No billboards anywhere. No commercials telling you to drink this, buy this, eat this, uh, whatever. It was just so lackluster. I mean, I hate commercials. I don't really watch TV anymore. I usually listen to NPR. But the nice thing about commercials is at least they give you time to get up and go to the bathroom and you don't have to worry about missing anything. And so then I thought about the fish sounds and I have to disagree. I don't think fish are dumb. They're actually quite smart because they're always in school. You hear about the schools of fish, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And you said the sounds of the healthy reef, and it, it reminded me of something I saw, again on public TV, so no commercials, uh, uh, of uh, a place uh, up in Canada, Churchill, Manitoba, which is this little town at the south end of uh, Hudson Bay. And it's quite the tourist attraction in winter because people go to see the migrating polar bears, which of course are endangered. Well, here's a problem with polar bears when they migrate. It's usually female and a cub or two, and the females are have to provide for their young. And so there are a number of interesting things about Churchill. One is that you cannot lock your car uh, when you're in Churchill because if you're on the streets of this town and you see the polar bear, the polar bear is also seeing you, and that pair of polar bear is thinking one thing, which is lunch. So, you know, it's a, it's a place of refuge. So... Uh, Long story short, the, the city people of um, Churchill trying to find a way to get rid of the, to mitigate the polar bears. First, they tried shooting them, which was not good because there was a well-deserved public opposition. Besides, when you're snowed in in Canada, what are you going to do with a dead polar bear carcass? Then they tried uh, dogs, and they would station dogs along all, all outside the town, and that worked for a while, but the polar bears uh, overcame their fear of dogs and they lost more dogs than it was worth to have them there. Where they found their greatest success, and this is again sound, um, they played recordings of male polar bears. Because after the female gives birth to a cub, the last thing she wants to do is put up with a male, and I know many women in the West community feel the same way. Um, uh, so they play these sounds of roaring pole, male polar bears, and it keeps the bears away. Very easy solution. Thank you so much, Casey. Lots of things to think about. I'm Julie, she, her. Um, Casey mentioned, and there will be playlists, and we won't all like them. And I've, when Casey was... Uh, meeting with the leader search committee we talked a lot about music and and about how much i'm one of the people that hates the playlist a lot at west and how i complain about it um and so it was a, it was a nice thing to remember that the playlist isn't just for me but uh as a shout out sort of of how to do a playlist right which i thought was funny was we were at the dakins i was at the dakins um about 10 days ago um outside and it was a very small group, but I was listening. I was like, I love this song. I love this song. I was like, I don't think Abby or John would, this does not seem like their music. And so I finally was like, what, what is this playlist? And Abby said, you know what? I just grabbed something called background party music playlist and I stuck it on there. And, and sure enough, it had something that everyone that was there with vast different musical tastes 
would like. And I was like, okay. I, I'm of the generation of, you know, the mixtapes where you carefully curated something to try to take a message. And I'm like, maybe I should just let that go and just play background party music playlists from now on. So. <laughs> Hi, I'm Denise, she, her. Um, the part about belonging really struck me because that was why I came to Wes in the first place is I wanted to find a place where I could belong. I spent so much of my life thinking belonging was something that you earned by kind of proving yourself worthy. And I've been learning that it's kind of a gift we give to each other. Uh, to get a little sciencey, I've also been learning about polyvagal theory. And so we're kind of designed biologically to co-regulate with other people and that belonging and that feeling of safety helps us calm down and get into a place where we can be creative and engage with others instead of that sort of fight or flight that so many of us seem to be stuck in more than we should nowadays. So I'm going to think a lot about how I can help give other people the gift of belonging in the West community and everywhere else. Yeah. Thanks, Denise. Okay, let me just see if there are some more comments that I can read. Okay. Someone says, I hear, sorry, I can't, I don't see the name. I hear the shrimp clicking and talk that sounds like a healthy environment. I'm circling the outskirts, deciding if I want to come in. I'm a vegetarian shark, really. <laughs> You're very welcome, vegetarian shark. Uh, lots of birthday wishes for Trang. Um, from Mark, Margaret Conway, Laura, Disculio, Megan, and... Uh, those are the comments. Thank you all. Thank you all very, very much for your comments. Let's now uh, turn to sharing the plate, just as we share our perspectives in this community. So do, do we share our resources and gifts. Here at West, we split all undesignated gifts in the Sunday collection between our operating budget and a fund dedicated to justice and compassion. This month, the fund we're sharing half of the offering with is the Washington Interfaith Network, WIN. It's a broad-based, multiracial, multi-faith, non-partisan, district-wide citizens power organization rooted in local congregations and associations. Wes is one of the 50 dues-paying members of WIN, which engages leaders across the divides of race, culture, income, faith, and neighborhood in order to initiate public action on issues such as affordable housing, public safety, youth development, and to partner with and hold government and corporate sectors accountable for addressing these issues. Let's take a moment to prepare to uh, respond to the invitation to generosity. For those of us who are able to respond, we offer several options. The slide shows the number of donating uh, for donating by text and a URL that takes you to the donate page on Wes's website, which is eth ethicalsociety.org. If you're in the hall, you can place cash or a check in the basket on your, at the back on your way out. And of course, you're always welcome to send a check by mail. Thank you for your generosity. We'll now receive your gifts and the gift of music.
Thank you so much to the many people who helped create this morning, morning's time together, including staff members Dara Miles, Robin Kravitz, Messia Thomas, and Tom Hutton, interim music coordinator Leo Morris, and of course our West Chorus. Slide artists John and Abby Dakin, in-person greeters Basola Obitayo and Roberta Greer, tech team members John Pfeiffer, John Leeker, and Pat McNeely, Zoom usher Joe Klein, and Zoom Coffee Hour host Alex Abbott. This week, um, there's a special focus on SEEK because the program year is starting. Uh, Andara, our SEEK program coordinator, is working on volunteer teaching recruitment for SEEK youth uh, programming that will commence on October 19, uh, sorry, 16. Uh, volunteers, please do, please do come forward. This includes selecting appropriate curriculum for grade cohorts and preparing materials for the start of classes. And Dara is also connecting with current volunteers to share program information related to children and learning where teaching will need support from, uh, from her. Additionally, she's preparing a comprehensive pre-recorded volunteer teaching orientation, teacher orientation to get volunteers off to a great start. You can get more information on the SEEK program from Andara. Her email address is andara, N-D-A-R-A-M, at ethicalsociety.org. At the conclusion of today's platform, the SEEK team is putting together a bunch of fun and exciting games at noon. Uh, also, you could join the social hour in person around the foyer or on the patio, or for that virtual coffee hour, which you'll find at tiny.cc forward slash hour. There's another important announcement for today in the form of a brief video message from the auction team. your calendars please it's the evening of saturday november the 5th now we can't have an auction without your donations right so get creative get generous check out the uh, auction website for ideas and enter your donation information via the website 
There's a link to the auction website on the West's homepage. So please come forward. Also, Keo Gamber is collecting items for baskets. She can make a themed gift basket out of anything. So if you have items to donate, please contact her. Uh, her information is in the directory. So please come forward. Finally, if there are any teens, uh, or if you know any teens who might be interested in working the night of the auction, which is November the 5th, uh, for $15 an hour doing childcare or food prep or service, please let Emily Newman know. Okay, also in the directory. Keo and Sarah will be in the lobby after platform, and Laura Briskin Limehouse will be in the online coffee hour to tell you everything you need to know about this year's auction event. You can tune into the platform itself um, uh, uh, using Zoom as we continue on hybrid platforms. But to attend next Sunday or any platform in person, please RSVP at tiny.cc forward slash platform reservation. You'll need to bring your vaccination card or picture of it. Of course, we have all other kinds of groups at West as well, and they're all active. For example, three deepening circles are having their meetings this week. Linda Silversmith's group meets today at 2 o'clock. Peggy Goetz's circle meets on Wednesday at 7.30. And Judy and Randy's circle meets on Friday at 7.30 as well. Uh, you can find information about these and other opportunities to connect in the Sunday links or news and notes emails and on the calendar page of Wes's website. Finally, it's about time to wrap things up, so let me thank you all for being part of the platform today and invite you to join in our closing song, Circle Round by Ma Muse. First one, I'm calling an audible here. Happy birthday to
last few reminders before we leave. If you're new to our community, please send an email to our membership coordinator, Maceo Thomas, and introduce yourself. And uh, to reach virtual coffee hour, uh, point your browser to tiny.cc forward slash West Coffee Hour. Uh, and now I invite you to join me in our closing words for the month. Let us go out into the world ahead with compassion, understanding, and commitment, bringing all of ourselves and honoring all aspects of others in our quest for a better world. Again, thank you all for joining in today's platform. We look forward to connecting with you again soon.